0: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to you all. It's, of course, Brother D with another Generational Changers official podcast. You all know the theme here where we do things inspirational and spiritual. Amen. So I yet, and God is so amazing, I yet have another word from the Lord. Amen. Um, God gave me another word this morning while I was freshening up. You know, surprisingly, I am off today. So I am making this word. um, This is going to be Wednesday's word, but I'm making it today. Amen. Because I might as well make it while it's fresh in my mind. Um, And this is a word of encouragement for the body of Christ. It was a word of encouragement for myself because I woke up, you know, kind of really not, you know, feeling it. But as soon as the Lord gave me this word, it boosted up my spirit. And then, of course, I was listening to... Never be defeated, which that song always boosts up my spirit. Amen. So I'm going to give you guys a few scriptures today, but we're going to be mainly coming from First um, Kings, First Kings, chapter 19, verse 4. But before we get to First Kings, chapter 19, verse 4, I want to read a few scriptures in your hearing, real quick. Um, first, we're going to start with Exodus chapter 15 verse 13 and please forgive me if i don't give you guys the translations because i was trying to look up translations for these exact scriptures but i couldn't you know really find them find them you know online um but um yeah but yeah so exodus 15 and 13 basically is saying in your unfailing love You will lead the people you have redeemed in your strength. You will guide them to your holy dwelling. And then, of course, we have Galatians 6 and 9 from the English Standard Version Bible. And it says, let us not grow weary of doing good. But in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Amen. Thank God for his word. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, of course, Isaiah 43 and 18 says, forget the former things; Do not do well on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And then our last scripture that we're going to read is going to be, of course, the main one coming from 1 Kings 19 and 4. And it says, when Elijah asked to die, God gave him strength to live. And we're going to be coming from that right there. When Elijah asked to die, God gave him strength to live. Amen. And... Today's word title is going to be called Continue to Endureth Until the End. Continue to endureth until the end. Um, I'm going to try my best to remember that. Um, Majority of us, a majority of us, for one and foremost, We all fall short of the glory of God, and we all sin. None of us are perfect. We're all sinners, but we're saved by grace and mercy. Glory to God. But we have moments where we fall. We mess up. We have moments where we want to give up and throw in the towel. We have those moments. And we have moments where we're like, well, God, where are you in my time of need, in my time of trouble, in my time of, you know, panic or chaos? Because, you know, us as believers, we will never feel like we're doing enough in the kingdom of God. Now, there may be other believers that may have a different perspective, but majority of us, We'll never feel like we're doing enough. When we come to church on Sundays and we worship the Lord, we sometimes feel like we're not giving Him our all. We're not giving God our best. We feel like, you know, we're messing up. We're not worshiping in spirit and in truth. When we sing, you know, praises, sometimes we feel like, but do I really mean what I'm saying or I'm just saying it just to say it because everybody else is saying it? And I remember Sunday, well, not really Sunday, but but I think it was Sunday or I think it was yesterday where I was watching a ministry that I watch a lot. It's called the Angie Ray Ministry of Powerful Ministry by one of my favorite um, female preachers. Um, but it wasn't her that said it. It was this woman who's a psalmist who leads worship at their ministry who said it. And she says that in the Bible, it talks about when worship comes before God, he receives it. It's, of course, in spirit and in truth, because God only seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. But if you try to worship God from a place of unholiness, unrighteousness, it will come up to God as a stench, as a smell that is not pleasing to him and he does not receive it. There's some worship that he receives if it's according to um, John chapter 4 verses 24 to 26, I believe. And of course, you know, if it's not according to that, God won't receive it. So in prayer yesterday, after she said that, I was like, well, Father, I pray that you receive my worship. I pray, Father God, that when my worship goes before you, that it is in spirit and in truth and not a stench because I want you to receive it. Because I don't worship you because you do this and you do that or you work miracles. In life. I worship you because you are God and you're God alone. And we have those moments where we're always questioning ourselves. Like, when I'm praying, am I really praying the will of the Father? Am I really allowing the Holy Spirit to use me and sometimes if we pray and we mess up we're quick to silence ourselves because our main goal is to always pray the will of God you know our main goal in worship is to worship God in spirit and in truth we don't want to be seen in anything but we want God to get the glory not man to get the glory but God to get the glory and that's a lot of us who come to church look for accolades look for praises oh you praise God oh you allow the Lord to use you we look for that when we're so into looking for out um, looking for allegations, I guess allegations, but at the same time, I don't want to use that word, so I'm going to take that word down. We we look for approval. That's the word I want to use from the saints, from our leaders that God has given us, but we don't want to look for validation. That's the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From God, we have to understand. That we only need validation from God, from Jesus, from Holy Spirit, not from man. And a lot of reasons why people leave the church is because they are looking for validations from man. If they don't get validations from man, they automatically see the church as the bad person or place. Or they see God as the bad person or place. And don't get me wrong. That's just one of those reasons why. There are other reasons why people leave the church. But today I just came to encourage you, young and old um, sons and daughters of God, to don't give up, to don't throw in the towel, to don't give up, to don't throw in the towel, to don't give up, to don't throw in the towel. Every time. I come to a place where I am feeling abandoned, feeling rejected, feeling misused, and and, and the enemy is talking in my head, because the whole entire time when I was leaving from an interview on yesterday, the enemy was talking to my head that I was... Hanging around someone that you know I was in a relationship with, but wasn't supposed to be in a relationship with, and feelings for that person started to bubble up. So I started going to go into a place of depression and feeling of on a city bus. But then after that person left, I'm sitting here like, devil, you are a liar. Feelings, you are a liar. Go in the corner some way. This is not of God. I should not be feeling this way. And I will not accept this. This is a lie straight from hell. The past is the past. This is the new future now. I am not about to receive any lie, anything that the enemy has spoken into my ear. I'm not receiving it. I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to do none of that. And I renounced those thoughts. I rebuked those thoughts. I told those thoughts where they could go, which is in that corner where they need to be at. And after I did that, I felt better. I felt a joy come over my spirit, I for a peace that came over my spirit, God has given us the authority and the power over feelings, over thoughts, over the enemy, over the demonic, over principality, he's given us power. They think they have power over us when really God has given us power over them. They have to respond to the words that come out of our mouth. If we rebuke the devil, if we rebuke the demon, if we rebuke the principalities, if we rebuke demonic forces, they have to respond because of who we are. We are the light. God has given us power. And you wonder why they always say the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue because you have power. That's why you have to be careful at what you say. You have to be careful at what you declare, what you prophesy, what you speak into the atmosphere, what you say about somebody. Because God is giving you power. Your tongue is powerful. That's why I don't understand why, you know, during that time, you know, in, you know, You know, Trump was running again for president, and you had these churches that was doing witchcraft behind the pulpit that was basically forcing the world to vote for President Trump at the time. If not, then they were wishing plagues and diseases, and you don't do stuff like that. For one, you have no right to do witchcraft behind the pulpit. You don't do that. People, we have to understand that everything that we say, everything that we minister, everything that we do or act off of it is being recorded by angels and they take it back to the father and do you not understand that everything that you say everything that you record you're going to have to pay an account if you don't repent and turn away from that and ask God to forgive you for the words that came out that you know is not right especially those pastors that's always preaching what they want to preach but not what God wants to preach you're getting judged for that because we have to do it the way God tells us to do it the way Holy Spirit tells us to do it the way the Son Jesus Christ tells us to do it not the way we want to do it but anyways we can't quit we can't give up we can't throw in a towel because God has invested too much in us for us to do such thing. God has put too much. His burial on the cross paid for our sins, paid for our iniquities, paid for it in full. Yes, there are times when you want to give up and throw in the towel, but it's this thing called purpose that is beginning to spark inside of you. Letting you know you can't give up. Yes, you fail. Yes, you fall. We fall short of the glory of God daily. That's a that's a that's a scripture that my auntie always says to me when I'm feeling down and out. But we have to go before God, repent, turn away, let God ignite that fire and us build us up in the Holy Ghost, and we have to go forth and sin no more, just like He told that woman who was living a life of adultery, when he was in the synagogues, when they tried to stone her. First, he had to remind those people, him without sin cast the first stone. They couldn't cast the first stone, why? Because they all are sinners. They all are sinners. Even on yesterday when I was on my way back to downtown Columbia, After leaving one location, going to another, you know, location to get interviewed, it was this woman who had a skin disease, a skin problem. And automatically, now that I think about it now, it kind of makes me think about the woman with the issue of blood, how diseased she was, not saying that this woman of God was diseased or anything, but how diseased she was. And how people treated her because she was unclean. So people are going to see this woman on the bus as unclean. And as I'm sitting on the bus, the way the people were treating her, scooting away from her, it kind of really, you know, irked my nerves. But that's just the kind of people that we have now in these days. And I'm sitting here like, treat people as though you want to be treated. Just because a person may not look like you, may not dress like you, may not have the same type of hair like you, does not mean that they do not matter. Does not mean that they were not created by the same God that you were created by. Does not mean that you have every right to treat them, to treat them any kind of way. Treat people the same way you want to be treated. Because what if you were in that same situation, you would want someone to, want to treat you with respect. But people of God, God has given us a future. God has given us a destiny. God has given us purpose. You have to understand that when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, life did not become easy. It became more hard because of who you are. You're not of the world anymore. You live in the world, but you're not of the world anymore. You have become one in Christ Jesus, one in the Holy Spirit, and one in God. So you can't do what everybody else does. You don't even grieve the same way they grieve. God embedded and placed his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, excuse me, inside of him. Inside of you. Inside of you, actually. Not him, but in you. And the Holy Spirit helps you. The Holy Spirit convicts you. The Holy Spirit helps you pray. Because the Holy Spirit is the intercessor. So in times of trouble. In times when you feel like giving up. Pray. Those are the main times when you should be praying. Not just when you're feeling good. Not just when things are working out in your favor. But praying when things are going crazy. When things are going bananas. And even if you have a accountability partner. Who can pray with you to help you get to that next place. Because sometimes we go through trials or tribulations to take us up. Because God does not desire for us to be on the same level. We do not serve a God that wants us on the same level. He wants to take us up, take us higher. Amen. And amen. You can't give up because of purpose. You can't give up because of destiny. You can't give up because God has called you to a generation. A dying generation that needs to hear a word from you that he has put in me. The thing that we do is, and I'm guilty of it myself. Whenever things go wrong on our side, the first thing we want to do. Well, God, I can't do it anymore. God, just end it all. Just kill me. I'm done. I'm tired. End my life. But you see what he did for Elijah in that scripture. He didn't kill kill Elijah. God ain't going to kill you. But he's going to give you strength to live. To live to see it happen. To live to see what you've been fighting for. What you've been waiting for to take place. To live to see your family healed. Your family delivered. Your family restored. Your family saved and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. To live to see that business that you've been wanting and hoping for that God promised you to manifest. To live to see that ministry that he has given you to manifest. He's going to give you the strength to live. Because it's not by your strength, but only by his strength. So whenever things get rough, whenever things get tough, whenever things go crazy, people of God, why do we why do we want to throw in the towel so quickly and it amazes me because people that practice other religion beliefs whether you're a Buddhist a Muslim whether you're a Satanist whatever it is they're committed to That's why, that's one of the reasons why people leave the church. People leave Christianity. Because they see how uncommitted Christians are. The body of Christ is in some areas. Because not everybody in the body of Christ is uncommitted. But you see, even those that are part of the LGBT community... Even homeless people, these communities and these religions, other religious beliefs, are committed to their walk, to their lifestyle, to their practices. They're committed. A homeless person is going to stay on that corner until they get at least 20 or $30 in their pocket. They're committed. They don't care how long they got to wait. They're going to wait. So why can't we as believers be committed? God's committed to us. Why we can't we be committed to him? Some of us think that God owes us. God owes us nothing. We owe him everything. We owe him everything. We owe him our life. We owe him our time. We owe him everything. We owe him our money, even though he owns everything on this planet. So why can't we be committed? Why when every time things get hard, get rough, get tough, we want to throw in the towel? We want to give up. We want to throw in the towel. We want to say, God, I can't deal with any anymore. Why? why can't we not endure to the end why whenever we have a moment of relapse instead of giving up and I'm talking to myself when I say this but go before the Lord Father I need you Father I need your assistance Father I need your help Father, I need you to restore me. Father, God, I repent. Help me turn away from my wicked ways. Lord, God, help me to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. God, I crucify the flesh even now in the name of Jesus. God, I need you to help me. I need you to protect me, to keep me. Cover me. Lord, God, send your blood, send your power, send your name. And don't just do it for me, but do it for others that are struggling. Because we're all struggling. I remember that one week, because I have testimony for days, I really do, but I remember that one week when I really, 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 really was in heavy depression, and I wanted to end it. And, you know, a lot of pastors have an issue with TikTok, and a lot of pastors have, you know, they okay with TikTok. TikTok ain't bad. It just all depends on who you follow. That's all. But I remember going on TikTok because I do, you know, a good much of ministry on there too. And the Lord was showing me how because it's the song that you know people use by Jonathan McGriddle. I did not do the um, you know the um. The TikTok challenge, I did not do that. I attempted to do it, but I said, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't have to do everything everybody else is doing. But what God was showing me, because people see it as a bad thing. I don't really see it as a bad thing. I don't see it as a thing where they're basically broadcasting their sinful lifestyles. I believe what God was showing me and letting me know is that these are people on here that are also struggling. See, what the devil does is when we mess up and even the, and even his imps, his 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 servants, what, what, what they do is when you're messing up constantly, they make you think that you're the only one that's messing up. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to worship the Lord. You don't want to spend time with him. You don't want to read his word because You don't feel like you're good enough. He makes you feel like you're the only one. And there have been plenty of times when he's made me feel that way. But then God would always remind me through someone that, no, you're not the only one. There's others. And what God was doing in that time was that he was showing me in that week, he was showing me that my son, you're not the only one that is struggling. I'm showing you this because there's others that are struggling. But they're also crying out to me. Because they they know what they want. Yeah, they may be living this type of lifestyle, living that type of lifestyle. You're not perfect. But they really want me. And they're gonna wait until I do what I do to do what I do, to do what they need to do, but they're also gonna do their part too. A lot of people think that those types of people were broadcasting their Ooh, this lifestyles know what I believe is that they're showing people because apparently people in this lifetime think that Christians are perfect Christians are all that Christians don't mess up Christians don't sin but but they and, 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 and children of God but what the people were doing what the children of God were doing was showing you that I sin just like you my life ain't perfect but I'm striving for perfection I'm scribing because I'm always at the feet of Jesus, asking him to deliver me, asking him to heal me, asking him to set me free. Now, I mean, I wouldn't have put my business out there, but at the same time, I believe, you know, people was getting the message mixed up. People were, you know, basically, you know, they had an issue with it, saying, you know, you shouldn't be blasting your life, your, 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 you know, your, sinfulness out there, but I don't think that that was the case. I think they were just letting people know that you're not the only one that's messing up, that you're not the only one that's falling short. I'm falling short too, but together we can overcome. But people were always looking at negative. One thing they should have to understand, people are always gonna look at the negative. They're never gonna look at the positive. People's mindset has been placed that way because of the enemy. If you put a message out there Encouraging people. Letting people know that you're going through a time and and letting them know somewhat of what's going on. But you're encouraging them throughout the message. They're still going to put something negative down. That's why you got to be careful what you put out there. Because you can't put all your business out there. You can't. You can't even put an encouraging word through what you're trying to, you know, basically match up with your story that you're getting out of it just to encourage somebody else without them thinking something going on but I came to let you all know as I end this whatever you're going through in your life whatever trials or tribulations you're going through endure to the end don't give up Don't throw in the towel. Don't listen to the enemy. Continue to fight. Because remember, you're going through it for somebody else. And think of the reward that you're going to get. Think of the lives that you're changing. Think of the lives that you're fighting for. That you're pressing for. Think of the lives that you are winning for the kingdom of God. And what I mean by that is, after God gets you to a place of full deliverance, God is going to place people in your life that you're going to be able to disciple that went through the same thing that, that are going through or have went through the same thing that you're going through. And you're going to be able to direct them in the right path by way of Holy Spirit. There is good coming out of what you're going through. Oh, trust you're gonna to have to go through some things. Every level is a bigger giant. You're gonna to have to go through some stuff. Ask Moses. Every level God took him through with those with those people. So yeah. But I just pray that. You guys receive this word in Jesus' name. And um, I know I didn't get to pray us in, but Holy Spirit still had his way. But I'm going to pray us out. So, Lord, I just give you the glory. I give you the praise now, Lord God, that your sons and daughters will receive this word that they have shared with someone who's going through. To let them know that it's not in vain, but it's for a reason and a purpose. And I just give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And I thank you for this word that you have given me, not just for myself to be able to share with others. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. You guys be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.